You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hey, Timmy. Hello, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm uh, excited to report we have we have talked about eating frogs <laughs> for a long time on this podcast, and I actually paid off on the bet. I made sure you did. You did. We uh, we met up this uh, this last Friday night, and I ordered frog legs, and uh, and I ate them. I, and I watched you do it, and you offered me the frog legs like many times, <laughs> and I said like if I eat the frog legs now, like what incentive do I have to try to get my predictions right? You can't use the bit anymore. I can't use the bit. So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to to occasionally say I'll eat a frog. With no intention of ever eating a frog. And what did you think of the frog legs, Tim? So I've heard many times they taste like chicken. And I've heard that about literally everything. Sure. Uh, and I will I will say they felt like chicken. They kind of looked like chicken, like wings. They, or like maybe like quail or something. Yeah. They don't quite look like closer. chicken. They're like a little smaller bird. Smaller. But, but the mouthfeel was chickeny. Right. Uh, the flavor was more fish, which I guess makes sense, but I wasn't expecting So it's kind of that. like a land animal and kind of like a water animal. What do we have? <laughs> do you have a word for that? Ah, a- a- amphibious. Is amphibious, it Amphibian. Yeah. Land. I was just going to go with land water. Land water animal. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't know that we had another word. Uh, that to me sounds terrible, by the way. Like, like fish-flavored chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. Like you just said... If you went to B-dubs and they said, we got the hot wings, we got the nice rub over here, we got the Jamaican jerk wings, or we got these ones that make it taste like fish, and you'd be like, you <laughs> give know, me, give uh, me the fish. I'm going to skip on the fish ones. At least I would. I would skip those every day and twice on Sunday. You know what tasted better than those frog legs? Uh, the drinks? Yeah, the Pablo Escobar that you oh. made up for, uh, for Cocaine Bear. Yeah, we had... Large gathering for cocaine bear. I invented a drink. I invented most of the drink. It needs something other than the sweet. It yes. needs, should we tell should we give people the recipe, the basic recipe? Yes. If they have any ideas to how to, it needs like a, a bitter element. We need a mixologist to help us out. Right. So the basic concept, uh, cocaine bear is set, I think it, in the, the woods of like Tennessee or, or Georgia, that area. and Appalachia. Uh, Appalachia. And so... It is, uh, it is a Tennessee honey whiskey, um, and Coke with a powdered sugar rim. Although they didn't give us a powdered sugar rim, they had some, so you it was some snort it. It was, it was some sort of like purple, the pink. You, you had a pink, pink, yeah, pink sugar crystals. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of bushy. That was more like mine had blue sugar crystals, so mine looked oh. more like cocaine meth. But, I, but powdered or meth, su- meth bear. Powdered sugar, I think, really should have been part of the Pablo Escobar. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. But it it needs it, it needs like some kind of like 
bitters that are, are like like sage or something that kind of feels foresty. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. we de- definitely the honey helps because it, it's the bear. But like you know, I don't know. I, I, that that's I'm not your kid. Your boy is now a bartender. We should ask, should him, ask him how to finish this thing off. Okay. He he doesn't actually drink anything though. And I don't think it, that he's really just telling me that. How does he know if he makes a good drink or not? I don't know. I think he just follows. Is he allowed to do this? You know how they, they put the straw in and he's, is he allowed that much sampling? Uh, he's not of age, so I'm right. guessing no. But I don't know. He Maybe just, it's an employee, employee exception. I'm not sure. You'd think you would ask, but you know, what, what do you know? He's just your child that lives in maybe, your home with Maybe you. I'll just buy a bottle of honey whiskey and he and I can figure this out. That's true. I think the, the key is the other is the other part. Anyway, the movie though. Movie uh, was enjoyable. I, I give it two paws up. <laughs> okay. Two paws. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I, I expected to laugh. I didn't expect as much like squirting blood as there was, but Oh, I expected you all did. that squirting blood. Yeah, I didn't actually know that I would laugh as hard as I did at the squirting blood, which is, I'm not a big horror movie guy. So for me, if, if it's making me laugh while the terrible thing is happening, then it makes me feel, then I feel, then, then, then I can deal with it. It's done its job. It's done its job. Yes. We are jumping in to rookie quarterbacks today. There's no transition there. (laughs) Well, there wasn't a smooth segue, was there? No, no. Trying to think if there was something there, but. But that's what we're doing. We're yeah. good. We've watched a bunch of film mm-hmm. over the last week or so, and we're ready to talk some uh, some quarterbacks and just, today. Just so people understand exactly what they can expect from us, like we're not ranking anybody now officially. There may be some suggestions of ranks or hinting of ranks. This is more kind of just kind of because we don't know where these people are going to land. But uh, but I think there's enough things that we see to have an idea about whether. I, you know, this is somebody that I'm interested from a fantasy perspective or not. And at least that's how I try to think about these players. Yeah. I haven't committed anything to, to paper or to, uh, or digits even digitally, but I, I have kind of a, a rank up in my head okay. for, for most of these guys anyway. Well, should we talk about the first guy on the list? I don't know if it's the first guy on the list or your list. But pretty much the first guy and eighty five percent of the list I've looked at is Yeah. Bryce Young. I was gonna say he's he's kind of the the big name here, probably. Twenty one point six years of age, out of Alabama, five foot ten, a little bit over five foot ten, two hundred four pounds. Um his best season was his sophomore season, two thousand twenty one. Uh he played in fifteen games, close to five thousand passing yards, forty seven touchdown passes against seven interceptions so yeah that's almost a seven to one ratio so just outstanding there just just foreshadowing i didn't think that was his best season oh really well statistically, statistically unquestionably it was but uh i'll get into it right when it's my turn to talk okay sounds good let's you know just trying to leave a special thing sure so i'm gonna just kind of jump do do kind of a general thing i'm gonna jump down to some positives i saw some some maybe neutral points and some before you do that yeah. let's just say he did not he interviewed in the combine he hung out there with the bros but he did not do any athletic measurements he wasn't throwing the ball he wasn't running or jumping or all that other stuff so we don't have that data for him all we know is that he's 
basically the exact same size as Kyler Murray was when he came out and was the number one overall pick a couple years ago. Right. So some things that I really liked about Bryce Young's tape, he had excellent arm strength. Uh, I saw a player that was mobile and elusive when he was on the move. Uh, I saw him go through progressions, and uh, I thought he saw the field well. He's able to find receivers while on the move. Um, so he has that that rushing ability, but that's not his go-to. Uh, he does continue to look downfield when plays break up and he starts to move out of the pocket. I felt like he generally made good decisions with the ball, so he's smart with it. He's safe with the football. Um, and I, I just thought he had a little Mahomes to him. Like He'd do some arm angle stuff when he needed to. Um, he was throwing to, or not throwing, he was running to his left in one game that I watched and just kind of stopped on a dime and delivered a really nice uh, throw to his receiver. And I just, there's not a lot of quarterbacks, I feel like, could, could have made that throw. Yeah, I mean, I think Mahomes is an interesting comp just because they're not physically all that similar. Like, the people are going to naturally go to Kyler because Kyler has a little bit of that to him. But Mahomes is the one quarterback that really gets creative not just in how he throws and in that stuff, but uh, how he sees the game. Yeah, and that was that's from for me. Like I started out, I watched a bunch of twenty one tape, and I was just not. I was like, "Whoa, people! This is a, this is this is a mistake. This You're is like, gonna be, what's yeah. all the buzz about?" Yeah, and his arm strength didn't look great. Uh, he really he played on a team obviously that was elite. And so he had a lot of guys who were wide open all the time, and he seemed to struggle when his guys weren't um, wide open. I thought he had a poor sense of pressure. Um, he he had some bad habits, throwing, falling away while throwing the ball, uh, short arming the ball. Um, so I was, I kind of, um, he really struggled under pressure, and I think the 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 game against Georgia and the national championship game, or whatever. Um, really seemed to show that. Um, I flipped on the tape for twenty-two, different guy. Hmm. So even though his numbers, his, even though his numbers were were better in twenty twenty-one, I was less impressed by a lot. What I saw in twenty-two was, uh, for me, was an NFL quarterback with a lot of intangibles. That man, like I really can. Mahomes is actually. I didn't exactly see that because it, he doesn't look like Mahomes, but but there's a lot of stuff that um, fit me uh, fits, um, and, and I really think like he um, he plays quarterback like an elite point guard. To me, it I felt like this feels like I'm watching Magic Johnson. Just kind of sees the field, sees the player movement, and not necessarily through like a standard. B- set of progressions like there's sometimes or he watches one guy and he might stick on that one guy a little bit longer and then uh comes off that guy and then basically it's it's sandlot mode right and like johnny football was kind of like this but he just wasn't any good at it johnny manzel johnny manzel right but like where he kind of enters sandlot football mode and the thing is though when he's in sandlot football mode he's finding guys and he could find guys anywhere he's uh, running up to the line of scrimmage, like he he wasn't he didn't get a lot of rushing production. Right, he has enough speed, I think, that he can do that. But 
he, what he does a lot of is threaten to, to run and then throw, oh, there's a guy like 15 feet to the side that I'm not looking at. I'm just going to throw it to him. Uh, and uh, so that is very Pat Mahomes-esque. And I think because yeah. Pat Mahomes is not – he can run the football, and he does effectively when he does, but um, but that's not his thing. So I, I feel like he's kind of a shorter Pat Mahomes. Um, that's – uh, and then I saw I saw him going through progressions. Um, I never thought I really felt like his arm strength was great. I feel like he, unlike Mahomes, doesn't have an elite arm. He's got a good arm. Um, I think he's a good athlete, but not a great athlete, not a special runner. He does have a lot of confidence, and I like that. And the ability to kind of make these quick decisions is um, is a sign of that that. Uh, um, that confidence, I feel like it allows him to be crafty. Um, but yeah, I, um, I really think that that is, uh, that's going to be his calling card is going to be craftiness and this, this point guard mentality to mm -hmm. the position, which, um, echoes or feels a little bit like, uh, Mahomes. Yeah. And th there were some things that I liked less about him, or just I'm kind of nitpicking here because you know we're Pick really away. we're really looking at tape closely here. Just in the neutral cat category for me, he is willing to take a hit, which you don't really want to see a lot of in the NFL. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't always escape like really well. Like you can get him on the ground, yeah. right? Like there are some quarterbacks who they're just like Russell Wilson, also a smaller guy, and Kyler Murray, smaller guys. And it's really hard to get them on the ground because they're just so evasive. I think, I think Bryce Young is not does not have that natural instinct. Yeah, it's. I mean, he has a little bit of elusiveness, but I agree with you. It's not. That's not his number one asset. Right. Yeah. Um, he'll. Uh, he's genu generally accurate with the ball, even when he has guys in his face. But I, the the misses that I did see tended to be behind his receivers or high. And that concerns me a little bit. Like, I think those are the balls that are dangerous in terms of interceptions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he didn't throw a lot of interceptions in college. So um, maybe I was just overanalyzing there. But uh, And then some of that is, again, they go through so much more coaching that they, they uh, just some of the consistencies in throwing um, will improve for him. The, the thing I find interesting is I really feel like a lot of guys come into the NFL – with pretty good arms, and then after a year of like lifting and proper coaching and whatnot, these guys have sometimes they develop much stronger arms in the NFL, and he's got enough to get there. But that would be my one concern: is how effective would Pat Mahomes be if he was I don't know half a foot shorter? Mm. I don't know if he's quite, but he's I don't know how tall Mahomes is, but I think he's like six two or something, right? So he's sure. quite a bit shorter, <clears throat> and also had a much weaker arm. Then I start thinking like, okay. Do you think he has a much weaker arm? Than Mahomes? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think his arm's fine. It's just yeah. like, it's not one of the top three arms that I saw, you know, at the combine or on tape. Sure. Okay. It's, it's a fine arm. Yeah. yeah. And the only like, I be, I guess a couple maybe negatives that I saw possibly, I felt like he 
and maybe this doesn't matter for his game, but that, those subtle movements in the pocket where you take a step to the left or maybe you step up into the pocket, just those slight movements that can sometimes buy you time. I didn't see that out of him. Um, he tended to be, it was more, he would just abandon the pocket if he was feeling pressure. Um, and maybe that's something that develops with coaching in the NFL. And maybe that's just not his game. It might not be a big thing, but it's just something I noticed. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I talk about, like, people probably don't remember who Magic Johnson is because I'm old, right? But the, but one of the things that he was good at in particular is wasn't just being a good point guard. It was doing it on the move, fast break. And I really feel like that's – he gets out of the pocket. Now he he has – the possibility of running, even though he doesn't always take it, and then everything else is wide open to him, and he seems to be able. He seems he's got, to be able to to figure out who to throw to in that moment, and do so with 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 um, um, pretty good judgment. He seems like he's probably a very intelligent guy, um, and has an extremely fast processor. I, yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm going to pull out football IQ for the first time. Mm. But uh, he did just seem to really have a good grasp of of the game and and how to find players when things broke down. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought I agree with you. Point guard, I really yeah. you watch him, and that's that's what you should. The thing you should be thinking about is whoever, whatever, whatever point guard to you is your generation's point guard. He's probably it. All right, all right. Next let's, guy. Yeah, let's move on. C.J. Stroud. Out of Ohio State, uh, basically played two years there. Uh, came out as soon as he could. He had one kind of red shirt freshman year, and then uh, he started out right away. I think against our Gophers, um, and defeated our Gophers in the game when Mo Ibrahim tore his ACL or tore his uh, Achilles. Mm. Um, twenty-one point three years of age, six three two fourteen, big ten inch hands. Uh, also didn't run at the combine, uh, was a, um, but did a lot of throws. Yeah. He didn't run the 40, but didn't run the 40, did a lot of throws. And I will tell you that he looked as a passer throwing against no defenses. He had the best arm at the combine. He had very, very accurate, very consistent to all areas of the field. His deep throw was the biggest, best deep throw there. It was the most accurate. It had the right height, and he was throwing it five yards further than pretty much anybody else. He looked fabulous as a pure spinner of the football. Sure. And we mentioned he didn't run the 40. He actually didn't do any of the athletic testing there. Yeah. Do you read anything into that? Was well, he... no. I, I just think some of these guys are like, nah. The, the, you know, if it if it does if they're trying to, he's not going to compete with Anthony Richardson. So why try? Like he, you're if you're buying C.J. Stroud, it's going to be because in two years at Ohio State, he threw for 85 touchdowns and 12 interceptions and over 8,000 passing yards. So he both years were just phenomenal. He wanted his arm on display, not yeah. not the other. And, and what he what he and what he told people is that what he what they say, he is a oh gonna screw this up but he's like he described himself as like a ball pay placement specialist oh which I was like you're it. touting yourself as the most accurate guy and i after from watching the tape i was prepared to be let down 
and not see that uh, because I didn't love everything about um, I didn't love everything about his film. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to the beginning against against Minnesota. I, you know, when you play on like this high powered team, a lot of your flaws get hidden, and that's why it's been a a, a lot of quarterbacks from your Ohio States and your Alabamas and your Georgias aren't always great. They're not always the best quarterbacks because they've got so much talent around them. They have all day and they've got these elite receivers who are open all the time. And I I saw a lot of that um, in the tape with Stroud. Um, I didn't think he looked super athletic. Um, So why why run if your time is going to be kind of meh? Right. Um, I thought his uh, footwork was at times sloppy. Um, I thought he threw so many bubble screens and short tosses. Yeah. Not what I would call money throws. Um, and, you know, like if you got Garrett Wilson, you might, you know, why would you not throw a lot of bubble screens and whatnot? I mean, like that makes some sense. But I, I definitely felt like, I didn't see the same development in his game that I saw out of Young. It seemed like both years were very similar. I didn't see that he was good at identifying man versus zone. I didn't. He seemed to have couple like a couple modes. Sometimes he would look downfield, and then when that if that wasn't open, he'd throw it. If it if it was open, if it wasn't open, then he basically had um, he'd throw it to the flat running back in the flat or whoever's right in front of him. It's a little bit of your Ron Burgundy thing. Like you just, if it's right in front of me, I'm just going to read it. You know, like yeah. I feel like he had a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, now I, I didn't see that exclusively. There was, there was the, the Georgia game this past year. I saw him go through, that was an amazing game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was going to counter a little bit because in the games I watched, I felt like I was seeing him go through progressions and seeing the field well. So, it, yeah. and always, we actually purposely try to watch different games from right. each other. So, and, and, and it could you come know, down and, and, to that. Right. Um, I, but at least that game, I was happy to see that, you know, there were times where he would go through and, and I very clearly, there was one play he, he threw a deep touchdown. It was to his, fourth wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You could see him go through the progressions. Mm-hmm. That was a fabulous play. So he has it there. Um, so he, to me, he seems like probably a guy that you would want to coach um, and uh, that can absorb those lessons. Um, as far as his running, like I said, he wasn't a great athlete, but um but I also was reminded of Mahomes. Like he would use it when he had to, um, and when he was, he, he he'd be a kind of a. Uh, I, I he looked like a gamer to me, so I like that. But probably not one of the you know in terms of the you know the quarterbacks that are going to give you a lot of fantasy points on the ground. I don't see Stroud being no, that guy. No, he's not that guy. Um, <clears throat> the. Uh, so I, I thought he he threw a lot of balls. That That's were, what quarterbacks do? Yeah, I'm not done. <laughs> that were, I'd say, his first read, which is a sign of your receivers are really good, and they're just the first guys getting open all the time. So I feel like he threw a lot of first reads. And a lot of times when he wasn't 
during the first read, it was a comeback. It was some kind of comeback route. So the receiver's coming back towards him. So it was a safe play. Um, and I thought he was, it, it, it was very precise and accurate in those plays. Um, I also liked that it felt like one of the reasons why he might, his first read might have been better than most is pre-snap, right? So I think he was good at diagnosing what was, you know, on the other side of the football and knew where to go and was right most of the time. And that's that's another way of looking at that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I felt like there was a lot of... Um, He's figured this out ahead of time, and you know, you, whether that's just how the play, there's no way to tell right. unless you're in the film room with the team. Um, I didn't see that he was much of a creator. Uh, you don't have to be. Um, I don't think Tom Brady was a much of a creator. Um, so he's very different than Bryce Young in that he way. He is very different in that way. You're right. He, he's he, he's. You might call him the most pro ready, or I might just. Yeah. I feel like in terms of. Oh yeah, I think that that's true. Pure, pure passer and and having that part of the game down, I really liked what I saw. Um, like you mentioned, he's he's or I guess I mentioned he's probably not going to give you as much on the ground, but he was doing things like throwing the ball to a spot, you yep. know where he's and he'd let go of the ball a long time before his receiver got to the oh, spot. Oh, and in, the, in the combine drills, he was way i mean this is again playing against nobody but he is he was putting the ball exactly where it needed to go almost every throw yeah and some really you mentioned this at the combine too but i just some really nice deep ball throws yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and, and feel- i'm saying in get that happened in games that yeah I watched. no no yeah. absolutely yep. uh how would you how would you feel about if i said that he felt a lot like kirk cousins to me hmm I mean, he's, it's hard. To, I mean, we have a lot of thoughts on Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Well, but. he's so much, Kirk Cousins is so much less sexy, you yeah. know. No, I know. So, so you posing that question, but I really have to been, like. But re- if you think about his game. Reframe and I think, my thinking. I think, I, and my, my reasoning on that is I think Kirk does a lot with knowing where the ball is supposed to go uh, pre-snap. He's not a great athlete. He puts the ball exactly where it's supposed to be, um, and he's not terribly sexy. I think C.J. Stroud might be a good NFL quarterback, not crazy sexy. So I don't envision him having like this amazing fantasy football ceiling. Right. And, and that's kind of my way of coming to that is like I think he's like a safe play, yeah, a very safe play, but I don't think that – I don't see – where you get the bananas run pass numbers or just the ridiculous Drew B- Breeze or Peyton Manning level passing. I, I, it would be I mean, hard Drew, for me to see that. Drew, I, so I'm just going to, this is off the top of my head without really having thought it through much, but Drew Breeze was not Drew Breeze when he started. He took a little while a to, little bit, yeah. to, to become the passer. He was that he very was. prolific in college. Yeah. Yes, but he was had a little bit of a slow start in the NFL. He did, and I feel like C.J. Stroud could maybe fit that mold. Like he's got the the passing part of the game down well enough now, where I feel like with some coaching and experience in the NFL, he has a chance to be really good. So I would say his ceiling would maybe be Drew Brees, um, but okay. maybe maybe his floor is more of a Kirk Cousins, something like that. That's off the top of my head. Well, I think his floor, I mean, 
Well, his floor, his floor is, is a lot lower, lower than, than that. that. His floor is lower than that. But you're saying his, his, his good floor. Yeah. Like, yeah if, he, if he pans out, it's somewhere in the Kirk Cousins to Drew Brees territory is what you're trying to say, if yeah. he pans out. Yeah, if he pulls a Zach Wilson or one of these other guys. Could always happen. Yeah. Uh, you never know. But okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. On to the next guy. Yeah. All right. Will Levis out of Kentucky. Well, finished at Kentucky. Started out at Penn State, but uh, didn't play there a whole lot. Uh, 23.7 years of age, six foot four, 229 pounds, and uh, giant hands. He's got over 10 and a half inch hands. Oh, you won this one, by the way. You, 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 you just cracked your beer, and uh, you're not liking it. Huh? <clears throat> Juice Force IPA is a is, is it very like, juicy, but not like a juicy, um, like, like a hazy. hazy. It's like it feels like a combination of beer and orange juice. Oh. Well, I'm, I would you like to switch? No, I, I, feel like, I feel like I made my bed. I can lie in it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Maybe it'll grow in me. <laughs> well, yes. You never know. Uh, look, Levis's best season was at Kentucky was in 2021, sort of. He played the most games anyway that year. Had just over 2,800 yards, uh, 24 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. So, I mean, still a decent interception ratio but not not great especially not for uh, college not for college <laughs> i was just gonna say um what did you see at the uh, at the combine sean anything stand out to you about will levis well before the combine the whole thing was like you know oh my god will levis wait till people see his arm right yes and uh and the the, the commentator commentators kept on gushing about it and you could for sure see the ball come out with with more pop than anybody else had in like short and intermediate throws for sure. Yeah, I was seeing throws from the combine on Twitter. It was like it almost seemed like sound effects. Like, yep. But I thought his accuracy was only okay. Um, not they weren't like. I mean, some quarterbacks really just straight up miss people all the time. He had a couple like that, but like. Um, there's just the placement of everything was not it was not cj stroud caliber not a ball placement specialist. he was not a ball placement spe- i think that's exactly but you know people have him kind of going in the first round that pre-combine it was people were talking about him as the third quarterback on the board i i wonder if he's still the third quarterback i on doubt the board. it i think we're going to get to quarterback number three <laughs> shortly here but yeah not right away. Uh, we buried the lead a little bit, maybe. Um, so yeah. So I, you know, he looked fine. I, 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 you know, he reminded me of honestly, Ivan Drago. I felt like he would turn. He would make one of these throws, and he would turn to you know one of the other quarterbacks and and just be like, "I will break you." <laughs> oh, is that is that the guy from the Rocky movies? Yeah, the okay. Russian guy. He just looked like a like he looked like chiseled, like robot. Like he he looked like the bad guy from Eastern Europe in in you know in every in every movie or like the the impossibly good looking boyfriend who's a who's whose heart is rotten to the core. It's so unfair to Will <laughs> Levis, but you know he also Poor you know Will. did a, did a, a video with he put he put mayonnaise in his coffee. Oh, is this the guy that yeah. did that? I had heard about that. that he talked about disgusting. it. He talked about it and said he just it was a bit that he did with his girlfriend or whatever. But like. I don't know, man. It's hard to get that out of my head. And it's got nothing to do with football. <laughs> but but it is it is like 
It, it kind of makes you, me like you know, him more because like he, then he's not the Ivan Drago. Because is, is it Ivan or is it Igor? I don't know. I think it's Ivan. Ivan I don't Ivan. remember names. It's, it's from the eighties. Um, you don't remember much. Anyway, um, it's true. So yeah, anyway, that was that was that was what I got out of the combine. Sure, that's Sean's combine digest. All right. Well, on film, I I liked his arm. I I thought he had a a really strong arm. I thought his accuracy in games that I watched was a was a plus factor. I thought his accuracy was really good. Um, he rushed quite a bit in the in uh, at Kentucky, but I didn't think he was particularly effective when he did it. Um, he's kind of a lumbering runner. I felt like he doesn't have a lot of ath- athleticism. Mm. Um, so, and he does. I mentioned that um, Bryce Young doesn't move in the pocket much. He he kind of will move around in the pocket, um, and and he's a, he'll move out of the pocket as well. But I he wasn't elusive at all. So I think I don't know. He f- he feels like a guy that can stand and deliver. But uh, if things break down on him, if he ended up on the wrong team, I think things could go poorly for him for for a while. Hmm. Let's say. He was drafted by, I don't want to pick a particular team, but let's say a team that's not very good. Let's just, I'm just going to make up a city. Let's just say call the city Tuffalo, right? The Tuffalo Tills. Okay. And he goes there, and uh, he's kind of a lumbery runner, but he runs, and the big guy. You don't see any Josh Allen in this guy? Well... I don't know. Because, I didn't want to keep with the tough a little bit. It was cause, too stupid. Yeah, because Josh Allen, I mean, he was a raw player coming out, but you could see the athletic ability in him. You didn't. You just didn't see. See, for me, he reminded me as a as a runner of Josh. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, big. I did not see that. Uh, not quite as elusive, but um, but I don't really know that Josh Allen's thing is how elusive he is. He's just kind of. Big and strong, and and has a little bit of elusiveness. So I just want to make sure it's on record that you're calling Will Levis the next Josh Allen. I will never call anybody the next Josh Allen because Josh Allen is an outlier. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I th- I think if you squint, you know, if you squint, you could see Josh Allen. He's same similar size, a couple inches shorter. Uh, also, I didn't see where you and I differ. I didn't think that he was. Sorry, am I stepping on your? Are you done with your thing? I don't. Really oh yeah, it's a, it, okay. we're all good. Thank I, you. I, I didn't see that he was. I didn't think he was super accurate. Um, the games I watched, um, I felt like, but I felt like it was a diagnosable problem, and it was something that I even saw at the combine where he he wasn't really his technique wasn't exactly. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a I'm a quarterback coach, right? But he was not consistent in how he stepped into throws mm-hmm. and he seemed like a guy that had the big arm and just kind of felt like he could kind of wing it. Yeah. Just literally just use the wing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that worked great cause he has a really strong arm, but also didn't lead to consistency. And I feel like, um, he, maybe you want to try some of that off platformy stuff later on after you dial in your accuracy sure. on the regular throws. He's a guy, I think it was Kyle Trask, was it last year or two mm-hmm. years ago? Yeah. No, no, it was Kellen Mond that would kind of do these weird kind of jump passes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
I, I felt like I saw that out of Levis a little bit when he was under pressure where he just would have this really odd throwing motion and almost kind of jump with both feet when he threw it. But one of those throws was a 50-yard uh, completion down the yeah. field. I'm like, how did he throw that ball 50 yards? Yeah, because he didn't step into it at all. At all. No, he does. Yeah, I agree. It, it was an incompletion, but he did throw it 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I also thought he grew in that when I looked at the 21 film for him, every single thing was a laser. Uh, it is, and like he'd have a, a um, uh, back in the flat and, and you know, all day to, to, to put this up. And so he just throws a, a dart, but if he's not accurate with that dart, it's not going to be completed. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt like 22 suddenly you could see, oh, no, no, someone told him to put a little to put a little loft in some of these balls, and he started doing that. Um, I also noticed that when he in the combine when he was throwing um, kind of deep ends and whatnot, he, he was able to, to throw the ball just didn't get off the ground as much as anybody else's. It was on a line, which people are like, ooh, that's amazing. But I'm like, your window for a completion is a lot smaller if you if you if you you have to be so precise to throw throw it that way and uh, and sometimes if you got a D back underneath it doesn't work you have to put it over the top and I just uh, I felt like he doesn't it, it's it's he's still in the process of learning how to maybe a, a place the touch. ball yeah, yeah he needs to learn some it. touch um, I felt like he had a hard time throwing accurately with people in his feet. Um, I, I thought psychologically, it looked like he felt like he was invincible. Like one of these guys that's like, I'm just going to keep on throwing. And mm -hmm. Cal Trask felt like that to me too, where it was just like, he is throwing so much and with so much confidence and so many of these balls are incomplete, but it's just like, it's like the change bank. How, how does he, how does he get the ball down the field? Volume, right? Um, I felt like he stayed on, stared on his first receiver too much, um, Every once in a while, he would try like a really quick release, like just to kind of like uh, zing the ball out there before anybody could really see that he was set. Uh, almost always it was high, so like that's something that I think he needs to work on. I didn't see that he was consistent. Um, so, like he, he, he was inconsistent and inaccurate, which is what I would say is he can be accurate if he were more consistent in how he threw. So when he is throwing like he throws, like he was supposed to throw, then he's consistent, but he needs to do that more. So, so does that give you hope for him, yeah. given that he has the physical ability? And that yeah. sounds like a that's coaching a, that, issue. To me, that's a coaching thing. That yeah. that's, that's my way of saying, if you're buying Will Levis for what he can do today, like he would do great spending a year sitting, watching. Mm -hmm. um, I think he does have... Uh, does have the, the, those raw skills. I'm a little, um, when he's uh, overconfident, he does things I think are overconfident, which is, you know, he literally stares down his first read forever. And then like, whether it's coming open or not, he's going to throw it. And he's just like, well, that guy's there and the safety's right there. And I'm just going to try to rifle it between those two because I got the cannon, right? Mm -hmm. That to me is what Zach Wilson has done wrong. Mm -hmm. Like instead, having too much confidence in your arm means you don't have to think, how can I defeat this defense? You're just going to defeat it with your superior arm. 
It hasn't worked for Zach Wilson, and I don't think it's going to work for Will Levis. He has to get off of that. Um, also, the other thing I, I didn't see, I didn't see him manipulating defenses with his eyes. I didn't see both Stroud and Young. I could see they're playing the game on another level. They're, they're, they are looking one place and then throwing somewhere else. Whether it's pre-programmed or not, they're aware of the concept of I shouldn't stare down my receiver. And Will Levis, I didn't think I'd do that. So big, you know, you, you asked me, do I think he's Josh Allen 2.0? Josh Allen was 21 years old when he was drafted. Will Levis is going to be 24 by the time he's, he goes to training camp. So by the time Josh Allen was 24, he was a star, right? I'm curious how far apart these guys are in age today. I mean, I didn't look up how old Josh Allen is, but um, it can't be that far. Right. So um, so I'd gamble on him, but I, I see it as a low percentage play. I don't see you're going to get great rushing upside because I don't think he's as good a runner as Josh Allen. Um I don't think he is as good a runner as other big quarterbacks like Cam Newton. No, he doesn't have like for a guy his size, he doesn't have very good contact balance. Like he he goes down pretty easy. I mean, yeah, I mean usually forward, but yeah. yeah. So so that's so I didn't love Will Levis. He's a, a kind of guy that uh, I see an upside, but I don't see a crazy upside. And for me, like. He's got a pretty high bust potential um, that I don't see with with Stroud, for example, who I don't necessarily think has a crazy ceiling either, but I think there's a very good chance he ends up being a, a good NFL quarterback. All right, let's move on to Hendon Hooker, Sean. Mm. Do you want to introduce this guy? I'm going to talk about this guy, and I, I, I arranged the document, even though most people have him as the fifth quarterback on the board, just because I wanted to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, Hendon Hooker, and we old... have to alternate introducing guys because if we don't, then the world will implode. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about him. So Hendon Hooker uh, is an old man. He is over twenty-five years old already. Um, he has five college seasons: three at Virginia Tech, two at Tennessee. Uh, wasn't getting uh, a lot of work. Um, at Virginia Tech, which is kind of like his hometown school. That's where he went right away. So he goes to Tennessee and explodes in Tennessee. Uh, over the past two years in Tennessee, um, five interceptions compared to 58 touchdowns um, and over uh, 6,000 yards, um, which is not the crazy yardage of some other offenses, but, you know, it, it, very very nice seasons. Very nice seasons. Yeah. Also, in addition to that, um, a, a very effective runner. And keep in mind that Hannah Hooker also tore his ACL, so he would have had some. He missed the end of this this last season, so um, that's also uh, uh, I think another factor. But in a, a, an effective runner as well. Um, he's six three two seventeen, uh, giant ten and a half inch mitts. Um, I think he's generally thought of as being a the fifth quarterback in this draft. I think I said that. Um, he uh, didn't do anything at the combine. He he's still I think he's three months out from ACL surgery. So um, the folks on the TV talked about how 
how he, he was already identified as having tremendous leadership qualities, even though he's not doing any, any of the drills, um, which, uh, you know, could be true. Could be bogus. That's based on he was at the combine. He was at the combine interviews. And, and, yeah, and then he was hanging out with the guys, and and you know, it's sometimes they're just looking for things to say about somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, but it is kind of what I saw when I watched the film of him. So I actually uh, was very very impressed with what I saw on tape. Um, he had a very NFL style arm motion i thought it was had nice touch on on all of his throws it was very precise i, com- I agree with you sorry to interrupt you yeah. but i noticed his release he's got a really nice compact quick release and his lower body is super quiet like i'm i'm, I'm almost like that's really quiet like but it, it leads to consistency you're right he it's 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 very unique it's noticeable right away where he he kind of drops back and just sets. Yep. And then he can move from there. It's not like he's. Well, you compare that with with, with Anthony Richardson, who's tap dancing back there all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, to me, I just feel like that is a sign of somebody who is confident in going through his progressions and 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 knows what he's looking for. And and. Uh, um, I did wonder a little bit though. Like he'll he'll drop back and set his feet and sometimes he'll, you know, set to the left. And that truly is where he's looking to throw. You know what I mean? He'll kind mm-hmm. of turn his body one way or the other. I wondered if that wouldn't be a detriment in the NFL. Like that's going to tip DBs. Maybe, where... but you're going to be, that's going to be coached away. I got, I didn't feel like he was locking in, locking in on guys. Exactly. I, I did feel like I, I saw him go through progressions probably more than any other quarterback. Um, the other thing I thought is is he was second compared to Bryce Young, and it, it's a distant second. But in terms of his ability to ad lib, hmm. I felt like he he uh, um, has a little bit of that of that freelance kind of a thing that I think is fun. Um, so I, I watched. I tried to watch all of the hardest games with most of these guys. I, I took. Uh, I had first. First dibs on most of these games, and I took all the, <laughs> the hardest ones and left you with a, with the softies. But um, you know that that uh, that's uh, well, we get to early bird catches cover the spectrum of, ga- of yeah. games. Um, so you know, I saw against tough defenses. I saw, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Alabama this last year and LSU, just deep bombs with a lot of loft on him and like if he had been able to throw i think he would have been in the group of the best arms in the combine because in, in a game we're talking about 60 yards in the air which is what most of these quarterbacks were doing with the exception of stroud who i, th- I thought hit like 65 yards in the air um yeah he i saw a lot of nice throws out of hooker i just really nice not, not, not ball placement specialist level maybe but some some very nice throws out of him for sure. So the guy that he reminds me of, and I and this is not. I mean, I didn't pull up the old tape, but if I think about, he reminds me a little bit of Warren Moon, who I felt like was a guy, a pretty good athlete. We didn't get to see him play. I mean, he's this is going way back, but played in the Canadian Football League for a bunch of years because the NFL didn't want quarterbacks like this at the time, and he he could run. Um, and by the time he got to the NFL, um, that's 
you know, he wasn't as agile. He wasn't running as much, but, um, but I think it, it, that's a, that's a compliment, at least as a football player, mm-hmm. you know, on, on to compare him to moon. Yeah. Hooker's a good runner. He, in contrast to Will Levis, I felt like he, he's can take a hit and keep going. He's got good contact balance yeah. as a runner. And I thought I, I would have been curious as to what he would have ran. I don't think he would have run the crazy numbers, but I bet you it would have been like the mid four fives, which I think is just fine for a quarterback that can be effective. It could have even have been as high four fours, low four fives. Um, that's just what I saw, you know. Um, I did think he struggled against some elite de- defenses. Um, if if I if I put on my pessimistic hat, he did remind me a little bit of Kellen Mond. Um, and maybe it's just kind yeah. of size and, and style and, and, and whatnot and kind of um, – but remember, I liked Kellen Mond. I was going to say, but you liked Mond, so. Yeah, it just didn't pan out, and we don't know. But the other thing that I really think is – I do think the age thing matters. He's four years older than some of these guys, right? Um, so um, I think that that is, that is just maybe it matters less in a salary cap league because this isn't a forever relationship typically, right? Um, but I felt like, um, you know, he, he uh, I, I feel like there's a, a He's a guy that I would be interested in simply because I think you're going to get some rushing upside, um, maybe not Justin Fields level, but you know, maybe not quite Jalen Hurts, but like not terribly far from that. Um, his worst game that I saw was the recent Georgia game, which is like you're playing against NFL corners, and I thought he clearly struggled in that game. But I also thought that he kept battling. And despite the fact that that was a a hard game against a competition where the competition other than him was probably better than what he had on his side of the ledger, um, uh, I still saw things I liked about Hannah Hooker. So he's he's a a guy that I'm, as compared to the rest of people, I'm higher on him. Sure. So, and what you were just talking about against the stiff competition, maybe evidence of some of that leadership quality that was uh, being reported out of the combine. Yeah, I mean, I you know, would you did you have any uh, strong disagreements or or anything that you didn't no, see? No, I I tried to jump in a little bit as you were talking. The one thing that I didn't mention um, when you were running through your notes was um, I everything felt very scripted to me in the games and I don't know if they actually were or if it was because he kind of drops back and takes that set and it just it it just felt I didn't feel like he had a I think you mentioned that you felt like he could improvise well I don't um I don't remember if you said that about Hooker I I did I said but it was like that wasn't what you're talking about I agree with what you're saying okay because when that broke down Occasionally, I would see him just do kind of like the Bryce Young, like, oh, there's a guy over there. I'm going to throw it to him. With Bryce Young, I felt like he had a a very clear idea of where everybody was in the field at all times. With him, I felt like he's reacting, and sometimes that can be a good decision. Sometimes that can be a bad decision. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with it. It's like I felt like when he did try to improvise, it didn't always turn out real well. And so I, I... 
if if it truly was as scripted as it looked to me, I would be a little concerned about that in the NFL. So, so I so the scripting aspect of things to me, it felt like a guy who's going through progressions. Like I didn't always feel like he just threw to the first guy. I felt like he dropped back. His his body was still. He looked one place, then he looked at another place, and he looked at the third guy. Mm-hmm. Ball goes out. Like it, it almost felt like robotic. And that, to me, you could say, well, that's scripted, except for he's the one who's making the decision, no, no, yes. Sure. And to me, that's what I want a quarterback doing. I want him to – because you're just not going to succeed in the NFL if you can't yeah, do yep. that. Right. And maybe in, for some guys, the, the, the way you do that in the NFL is, no, I'm running. <laughs> and if you're <laughs> athletic enough, you can get away with that for, for a while, right? Right. But I, ideally, I think – NFL teams want you to be able to do more than just that first read. They want you to be able to do the first one, yeah. the second read, and then maybe run. But but I felt like uh, at least I felt a, a hooker was there. And maybe it's just because he's mature because he's three, four years older than most of these guys. Yes. All right. Next guy up is Anthony Richardson, uh, probably considered a, or being ranked above a uh, hooker as of right now. But Oh, yeah. Um, Richardson's 21.9. He also has a healthy ACL. That helps True. Too. That does help. Whoever drafts Hooker may not get much before training camp. Sure. Uh, Richardson is out of Florida. Really, his one big season was this last season. Played 12 games for Florida. Threw for about 2,500 yards, 17 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Uh, he's six four, 244 pounds. So, Really big human being, ten and a half inch hands. Um, ran a four four three at the combine. Fastest quarterback. Fastest quarterback and second fastest since two thousand six. And I think that maybe they were just talking about quarterbacks there, but yeah, um, yeah. But but really fast, especially considering his size. I think he really helped himself at the combine. Now that doesn't include like Lamar, who didn't run at the combine, right? Sure, but. But 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 very fast for his size, like yeah, some similar size guys, Cam Newton who ran a four six, so much, and who was widely considered to be a great quarterback and ran for a ton of yards and scored a bunch of touchdowns in, in the NFL. Uh, and Richardson compared himself to Cam Newton, and he's and, just much faster. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, liked his game, kind of followed in his footsteps here, basically. Uh, Richardson reset the metrics here at the combine for quarterbacks. Um, and he also had a, a, a good day at the drills. He didn't do anything. I don't think to hurt his stock. Mm. You, I, you disagree. I, that the passing, he showed off the big arm. I thought he did that. So if you're looking for the big arm, that's fine. If you're looking for a ball placement specialist, it is not Anthony Richardson. And it's I felt not. like he was one of of the top level quarterbacks, he was the most inaccurate by far. He was among the most inaccurate there overall. Like a lot of these guys who are going to go undrafted were far more accurate than he was. But um, that doesn't mean he can't play. It just means he's he's not going to be the guy who is going to uh, um, dissect your defense with his arm yeah his game is going to be more as we mentioned in the cam newton lamar jackson kind of realm Cam could throw though at least early in his career 
Who's the guy from uh, that that had a really short R R G B R G B three? Yeah, R B G. You combine you combine the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> she had a great arm. She had a great arm. Yeah. <laughs> R I P. R B G. Oh my gosh! Stop throwing letters around. Now I'm confused. <laughs> Robert Griffin the third. Thank RG, you. R G three. R G three. That's what it was. <laughs> so maybe kind of uh, more in that vein, but um, I'll tell you. In terms of upside, as a fantasy football player, this guy is up probably behind the top two for me. We're not he doing rankings, be, but I, I maybe he, even above Stroud. His ceiling is the highest in this class. It is higher than Bryce Young. Yeah. If you're a pure ceiling player, that's right. We're kind of doing the conclusion first. Sure. Should, should this, this, All right. I'll just. Or do I'll, you want to just finish with that? <laughs> just wrap it up. I'll just quickly run All through. Right. I mean, I, he's obviously fast, and I saw that on film. Um, he's mobile. The thing I did like about him, even as a mobile guy, though, is he, he's one of those quarterbacks that would continue to look downfield as he was moving. Obviously, arm strength is a plus. Um, he's a tough runner, I guess. When you're six foot four and two hundred and forty four pounds, you can mm. deliver a blow um, and take one. Um, negatives on the negative side felt like maybe he ran too quickly sometimes, like pulled the ball down, started running before he really needed to. Um, his money throws, he didn't throw deep all that often, at least in the games I watched. So that cannon maybe wasn't fully utilized. And his accuracy just is really inconsistent. And I also felt like he doesn't necessarily sense pressure coming in the pocket, which could could be trouble. Yeah. Um, okay. So I disagree with you on some, some aspects of this, but I think it's because we're just interpreting something a little differently because you said both that you thought he worked through progressions and that he sometimes pulls it down and runs it too quickly. And, and I don't, and I don't what, know and, that I don't know that I mentioned the progression part. You're seeing it on my notes, oh, that's but that's true. Th- I did have that in in a you note, saw it, yeah. in, in at least one of the games. Yep. Yeah, it just means I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is one hundred percent what that means. Um, so I, when I see somebody on one read and then run, I don't chalk that into just a running play. Like I, I view that as not going through progressions. So I'm not saying he hasn't or there weren't plays. He absolutely had plays where he very clearly was looking at one guy and then another guy. But that wasn't what I saw for the most part. I felt like the thing that you said where he's pulling it down and running too soon, I felt like that was constant. Now, he was pretty effective running the football. So, I mean, too soon? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you, is he getting first downs, right? Right. Um, but I thought he make, made Will Levis look accurate and he thought he made Zach Wilson look like he's got good judgment. Well, Will, Le- Will Levis is pretty accurate. I don't think he's accurate. Okay. I also agreed. Uh, seems unaware of pressure. Like he doesn't have like like you know how we're watching Russell Wilson and and it's just like you think he got him and then whoop he does a little turnaround and it's gone right. Right. Um, Eyes and, in the back of his head. Yeah. Back of his helmet. Back of his helmet and. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, didn't see that, which if you're trying to look for what somebody can do with extreme athleticism, that's not going to be the guy who's who's going to, like he's going to be better off attacking defenses going forward rather than sitting in a pocket and trying to figure out when to leave. Um, I felt like when he has all day, 
and his wide receiver is wide open, sometimes he can complete the pass. Yeah, it's it is the sometimes like his, <laughs> that to me is a problem. His accuracy is. I actually noted in the LSU game this past down. year that he actually completed a second read, uh, which I didn't see very often. And then by the time I got the Vanderbilt game, I couldn't watch anymore of him. He's one of the least pleasant people I've had to watch because you just, just got frustrated because he's not a quarterback, and mm. I, I hate to say it. He's an extreme athlete. He's not a quarterback. and uh, He's not a thrower, is it, right, is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, and th- th- that's – so the conclusion I came with is, like, he's not Jalen Hurts or Lamar or Josh Allen. He's Malik Willis uh, with, you know, without the – Malik Willis had extreme agility, or he's Cam Newton with faster speed. That's intriguing, um, but I feel like he makes me reevaluate what I think I know about the position of quarterback because I can see him being an insane freak athlete producer um, in the same way that Justin Fields was a top five fantasy quarterback last year. And even though I believe in Justin Fields and his ability to read defenses and, and all this other stuff, that's not what got it done for him this past year. So if you don't really need to be able to throw the football that much, like, and you can just produce, we're here to draft guys that are going to produce for your team. right? And especially if you're in a league that has a, you know, some kind of like three point passing touchdown thing, like, you know, we still do in our, in our ancient league, I, I would for sure gamble on him, despite the fact that I couldn't stand watching him because I, I, I think his floor is so high. Yeah, with that rushing production. Especially if he gets drafted in the first round, he's going to be handed the keys. And if he wins games just running the football, that's not going to matter. Right, for sure. So I I, I don't feel like, I feel like I have to, if he's good, I'm going to have to reevaluate, and maybe the whole NFL is going to have to reevaluate what matters. But, um, But he might be the guy to do that. All right, on to Tanner McKee. I think we have a, what a couple, couple guys. Couple left guys. On? Most of these guys are, these are out, guys outside the top five. Tanner McKee is, I think, a lot of people like him. Uh, he plays for Stanford. Uh, came out early, um, as do most of them. Uh, Sean, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You just know a lot about a lot of things. Mm. They're the Stanford Cardinal. Right, like mm-hmm. singular. Yep. Do you know like what? And what their that's about? and their logo is a tree. Oh, is there like a cardinal tree? No. I, I think, I think cardinal might be the color cardinal. Oh. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, like I used crims- to know this. Like crimson tide. It's just the Stanford cardinal, like red something. Yeah, like they changed. I think they were a Native American based. Uh, team mascot, mascot, okay. like back in the day, and I think they were one of the first ones to change it. Oh, okay. So they got a little creative, and they did the cardinal, and then their yeah, their mascot's just a tree. Oh, okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, happy to be of service. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, "That's totally wrong." That's wrong. <laughs> They're the <laughs> Stanford Golden Bears. Just kidding. 
Uh, Sorry, I took 5, it off track. Yeah, did fifty three hundred yards and uh, twenty eight uh, touchdowns and fifteen interceptions in two seasons as the primary quarterback. Plus, I guess a little bit from his freshman year. He's a big kid, tallest quarterback I think that we're looking at here. Six six, two thirty one. Tiny little hands, nine and three eighths inch hands. Uh, smells like cabbage. Um, you know, uh, he played on a pretty bad team. Um, honestly, it's hard to say whether it was him or whether it was the team. Um, I did see some positive things, but ultimately, um, what I came from it is. He's a mediocre athlete with some upside as a passer. What would and the question I ask is what would it take for Dan Marino or Bernie Kosar to succeed in today's NFL? Yeah. Like I just you don't see guys who are that unathletic very often. Um He looks downright clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. Um as I said, he reminds if if you are being generous, he reminds me of Brock Purdy last year without kind of the basic level of athleticism that Brock Purdy had. Um, reminds me of when we watched Carson Strong last year, who post-injury just was immobile um, and without the great arm talent. So, you know, Carson Strong didn't get drafted. Yeah, I think McKee probably will get drafted, but I'm just, I'm not in on him. Uh, if he were to get drafted in the third round, I'd pay attention. But beyond that, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think. I mean, I have some nice things that I can say about him. I, he's well, you should because yeah, yeah. I feel bad. No, well, he's <laughs> he's not listening. It's okay. Um, you never know. He I goes suppose. to Stanford. He's a smart guy. He probably plays salary cap fantasy oh, football. That's a good point. Think about it. That's a good point. Uh, he was very accurate on his short throws and. I felt like uh, we've talked about some guys not having touch or not having good ball placement. I saw several throws by him that just were really nice. Some sideline throws that were perfectly placed, back shoulder throws when they were called for. He made a a super throw to the uh, back of the end zone to a guy that was covered. Uh, Touch passes to the flat, just, you know, not lasers coming at his receiver but gave his receiver a chance to catch and keep running so i thought he had that part of the the game down as you mentioned his arm strength is just okay if if even that good um he had to use this like when he had to throw the ball and put something on it like you could see him using every inch of his body to get into that throw and the exact opposite of will levis who kind of like me getting out of a camping chair it's, 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 yes. And, and yes. And, and about that athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you already kind of, we've talked about his athleticism, but the other thing that I, I, I want to keep on talking about it though, because two things he, he, they tried running sneaks with him. Yeah. He was terrible. He made Kirk Cousins look like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. Like he te- could not get a yard. He added nothing behind whatever they were giving him. Yeah. And then when he was in the pocket and he had to show some mobility, he looked like Lurch. Oh, it, that, that's, <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, this is... That's what I mean when he said he Lurch. looked clumsy. He just, Do people know who Lurch is? 
from Adam's, Adam's family. family. Yeah, I don't know. But the other thing I didn't love seeing is if his first read wasn't open, his feet just started yeah. chopping around. He was a really nervous, had really nervous feet. If uh, wow, you would if, be nervous if you couldn't get away from anything. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. So um, yeah, his upside's very limited. Not overly interested in Tanner McKee. All right. Finish up with Malik Cunningham. Well, I threw another one at the end. That I'm, oh, I'm you did? Talk about. Yeah, it's not fair to you because I just threw it on at the end. But, oh, okay. But, uh, well, well, I'm going to finish talking about Malik Cunningham. Okay. 24.4 years of age, played for Louisville. Uh, was the uh, Played a lot of games for Louisville over his careers. Best, the Redbirds. The Redbirds. Red not the Cardinals, though. The Redbirds. I think so, the Redbirds. Best year statistically was last year. Well, 2021, I should say. Uh, through close, just over 2,900 yards, 19 touchdowns, uh, six interceptions. Six feet tall, 192 pounds, nine and a half inch hands. And uh, Did you talk about his rushing production at Louisville? Because in 2021, he ran for 1,000 yards. I, I did not mention that. Thank you for bringing and that 20 up. 20 touchdowns. Yeah. I, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Shame that was, on you. It was in a different section on the I, doc. I, I, and I did this doc just differently. Through me. I, yep. And I, I realized that it was not right in front of you. That's it. I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. All right. Yes. Okay. Now on to the combine. Okay. Uh, all I'll say is he ran a 4.53, which is pretty good. But considering how much smaller he was than Anthony Richardson, uh, I thought um, I, I, I was. I, it just made it look kind of unimpressive, especially because some of the other. Like it wasn't. It wasn't Tyson Bajan, but one of the other guys. That's like one of these senior bowl guys, not Tune or one of these guys ran like a four five two. The uh, and so like that four five three was just like wow. Like he's not. That's uh, that's it. Um, also, he was. I think for sure the least accurate quarterback in the group. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you know, I, he, he's really, I only wanted him in the dock because we thought he was the most impressive quarterback at the senior bowl. And to me, it just is like a sign of like, man, the senior bowl's not, not, not that great this last year for quarterbacks, at least. You just wanted to, yeah, re- revisit to give us a chance to maybe back off that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't want any positive uh, Malik Cunningham takes to get into the reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, positively on, on him, it, it, he is an athletic runner. I think he maybe has some rushing upside perhaps, but when he runs, he just looks kind of panicked. It's like he's been let, he's a rabbit that's been let loose into, you know, a, a, a field where there's all sorts of predators and he's kind of just, it's, there's doesn't seem to be any kind of plan or following blockers or any of that, that kind of thing. It's just trying to avoid, any sort of, of threat, uh, <laughs> defender threat. Um, his arm strength is just okay, though, and just uh, negatives in terms of a passer. His his hips oftentimes will open up towards his receiver, which you don't want to do. It just gives you no chance to, to really get your hips into the throw. Um, so that caused problems for him on several throws that I saw. He threw multiple interceptions in the games I watched, multiple strip sacks in the games I watched. Um, so his, he had some nice throws, every quarterback will, but he was largely inac- inaccurate, even without pressure at times. Um, and then 
oftentimes his completions would even lead his receiver into the turf. He'd have to, right. he'd make a guy dive when he didn't need to. He guy's wide open and throws it at his ankles. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and just, he's one of these one look and then take off running kind of guys. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I will, I, I, I'm going to, I, this is no sign that he could read a defense. Uh, he didn't seem, his arm seemed less impressive, both at the combine and watching. Uh, his deep balls tended to be like 40 yards, in, and that's from release of the ball to the catch. He did throw one that was like 49 yards. That's the furthest I saw him throw it in the air. Uh, it was late, and there wasn't enough on it, so it was an interception. Yeah. Um, and Syracuse game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... I don't, he didn't seem to have confidence in his arm, um, and he had no anticipation. So the problem was he couldn't throw deep, as I saw it, because he couldn't anticipate who was going to be open ahead of time. So guys who have great anticipation can throw with weak arms can throw the ball deep because they're going to throw it ahead of time and trust that the guy's going to get there. He either didn't have confidence in his receivers or his arm, and and other guys can wait and see, oh, this guy is wide open and they've got their arm to get there. He doesn't have that. So he doesn't have the big arm or anticipation. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I, I would be very surprised if he gets, if he gets drafted with any draft capital. Um, I'm not in on him as no. a fantasy quarterback. I, I think he's going to be out of the league. Rather I, shortly. I'm with you. I, I'm not interested. Um, the uh, last guy that I brought, threw on here was Stetson Bennett. And the reason I threw on Stetson Bennett with no notice to you whatsoever uh, was because he had one of the better looking arms at the combine. And nice he, tattoos. He, 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 he didn't get, uh, he didn't make the original cut because he just isn't wasn't widely regarded as a uh, day one or two pot potential quarterback um, and didn't do something in the senior bowl to get our attention. Uh, he's older <laughs> than Hendon Hooker. Um, and, uh, but he's won a couple of national championship games and he actually, his arm looked in that big arm category at the combine. And I, so I thought, well, okay. Maybe if he does something, if, if if people take notice of what he did at the combine, he might get some people to pay attention to him. Could he be uh, an interesting player? Um, and uh, ultimately, um, I'm I'm I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's not tall. He's not big. He's five eleven, one ninety two. Um, didn't run a fast forty. I guess so. He doesn't have kind of like the base level athleticism of somebody who's going to change defenses that way. Um, he has uh, some, you know, he he has some of those intangibles, like can use his eyes to manipulate a defense, but um, but a lot, an awful lot of. I'm running. I'm. I, I have to ro roll out because. You know, I can't, I can't see over the line or whatever it is because he's not big, and then he doesn't have the athleticism to truly escape. So he's always, you know, about to get hit, um, and 
and throwing sometimes accurately on the run. He could throw accurately on the run sometimes, but like that's this is this is what he's doing against good defenses in important moments, and it just was like, uh, this is he doesn't have enough physical skills to make it the next level. All right, so he got your attention at the combine and then lost it on film. Well, yeah, he, he it's not about attention. He just got evaluated, and, gotcha. and I, yeah, I would I would probably choose Malik Cunningham or Stetson Bennett. Oh wow, okay. Because at least that dude ran for a thousand has, yards. Has some run running but ability. I, honestly, I don't really. Those are two the two guys that I, I don't have. Uh, a lot of confidence in, and honestly, McKee. Not either. There were some other guys I considered throwing on here, Aiden O'Connell, whatnot. If one of those guys gets drafted early, um, we, we can follow up on that, but I don't think so. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our quarterbacks this episode. Coming up, we've got several running back episodes coming your way. Uh, Sean and I are going to be digging into film. Maybe starting right now. Maybe some of us, of us have already done it all and are just waiting for some other people you, to catch up. Did you take all the good games again? I think with the running backs, I think you're just gonna have, you're just gonna have to. Um, we're gonna be covering a lot of the same material. Okay, that's fine. But we'll bring that to you next week or starting next week, since yeah. we have several uh, several running back episodes coming your way. You can get a hold of us via Twitter. I'm at Steel Pod. I'm at Steel Pod Sean because somebody took the Steel Pod before me. <laughs> it didn't put Tim at the end. Right. I suppose I could change it. Or can you change it? You can. The handle? You can change your handle, I think. Well, you can reach us via email if you would like, if you have anything uh, on your mind Nobody does to contribute. Email. But if you do do email, we're at steelpod at gmail.com. You said doo doo. And uh, of course, there's, there's the uh, Facebook group, the Steel Pod. Uh, We've Facebook had group. some new people there, and that's that's a always cool. Um, it's interesting. There's we got uh, obviously got some some folks that have, are consistent and, and whatnot, but it's uh, there's some people out there rustling up like a, a mock draft, and there's some interesting things. I don't know if we're going to do that on air or just summarize it. We could, I think some of this stuff is. Uh, it's a good time to, to connect with people and figure out the, how to solve your individual strategy questions, which sometimes are more involved than we can cover on air. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us today. We look forward to doing this again next time. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod. 